This is a Trail Smoke Eaters podcast. The Smoke Eaters from Trail, British Columbia, have a battering style of play. Now I'm Ben Phillips, joined here with Rob Squires. Public huge save by Logan Turnett. Tonight's episode of Cherry's Corner. Your Welcome to the Smoke Show with your hosts Ben Phillips and Rob Squires. And welcome back for what are we? Episode seven now of the Smoke Show podcast. It is Ben Phillips here. With Rob Squires via Skype once again, as uh, I still have the key and have not let him back into the arena since earlier in the summer. <laughs> uh, Rob is cold and wet outside, uh, but it is good to talk hockey once again. How's it going? Going well, Ben. Yourself? Like I said, it's cold outside and uh, I'm inside a hockey arena, so <laughs> it's cold everywhere. <laughs> I'm, ni- I'm nice and bundled up in the in the studios here back in Castlegar, so... Which were is where you got to watch the uh, the fun events of of Saturday night, the the 2020 game as I like to call it. Right now, that's that's what I'm calling it, man. What uh, we're gonna try and recap that for you. Uh, it was a a weird game um, where we spent more time waiting on the ice than we did actually playing the game. I think it would be pretty close. We only played what just over two periods, and we sat around for about forty some minutes on the ice. So, yeah, we were pretty yeah because we had that half hour break after the after they called, you know, broke the first period up. There was at least a half an hour, and then played the period, and then we had another you know twenty minute break, and then we came back and played three minutes of the third before they told us to go home for the night. <laughs> That's all right. It's twenty twenty. We'll, we'll, we'll look past that one. We'll talk about it briefly. We'll look past that one. We got a uh, a number of exciting and fun games on the horizon coming up this weekend. So, uh, yeah, we'll call it for what it is. We'll chat about it for a bit and let's move on because we don't need too many more of those events. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so so uh, Cody Siobhan is who we talked to this week. Uh, he came up to the booth and and uh, chit-chatted about, about everything. We talked about the summer. We talked about... Uh, just, just how things are with with a new team, being a captain. Uh, yeah, great interview with with Cody Chavon. So stay tuned for that here coming up in, later on in the episode. Uh, before we discuss any more on Saturday's game, here is the quick recap from Saturday's one-one draw with the Crown Rock Bucks. Henry hit the corner, got the puck out the wall, gets back up to his feet quickly. Now he's after Quinn. Quinn. Watched by Senko as he goes to his back end. Now his forehand puts one right through the crease. Out the other side where it's found by Krill. Krill, cross-ice pass, finds Gurney. Up the left-hand side, Gurney, good move to the middle. Here's Justin Gurney, and his backhand opportunity is stopped by Zakarovich, and the rebound cleared to the blue line. Before that first unit, we'll, we'll get some time on the ice as Drew Elzer also making his Smokey Eaters debut. Here's a pass to the middle here for the Bucks. Breaking in opportunity. Keaton Hammond got over to make the save there on Brendan Rodgers, who broke in behind the Smokey Eaters defense. Behind Hagen, who's now able to find Hagen, then hit hard by Drew Elzer. But here comes the Bucks with an opportunity. There's a chance in the middle. Hammond's able to make a save. It's behind him, and they do call it in. And now we've got some pushing and shoving after the play. 
But the Bucks are celebrating a goal. And it's 1-0 Cranbrook. Play the line where it's held in. Gamble across. Price takes the shot. That one's blocked by Willoughby again, who seems to be all over the ice. And the smoke is will clear it down the ice here. 38 seconds to go in the penalty kill. Five seconds here to go in the in the first penalty here to the Bucks. Defoe comes in across the Cranbrook line. Left side. Goes down to Siobhan, who's at the goal line. Now a five on four. Here's Wakeford. Across Gurney on the one-timer. And Zakarowicz the save. Finds the loose puck. Tipped off the stick there. Sheldon Price at, at center ice. And just rolled right past Defoe. Now as the puck goes out the end boards, here's Wolford up front. Defoe scores! Chase Defoe gifted one as Colson Wolford sets him up. We're all tied up in one. So two goals in it. We uh, only had, that's all we were able to play. Uh, of course, Chase Defoe scoring uh, another great goal for him, continuing his uh, scoring record up to three goals in the preseason in, uh, in two games. And, you know, it, it it was an exhibition game. So, you know, it's not a big deal that it got canceled. It, it is what it is. It, it's unfortunate that we couldn't get an end to that game, Rob, because I think it was uh, it was building to be uh, um, a really good ending once everybody kind of got got into the game. You know, for, you know, what we talked about on the broadcast and what we talked about with Cody Siobhan is, you know, there's 11 new guys came into that roster on Saturday night for the Smoke Eaters. Uh, I think you said there were seven for the Cranbrook Bucks as well. You know, all those guys are, you know, trying to get used to now playing with a new group of guys. Um, and then you've got delays to deal with, and it's just trying to get it into the rhythm of the game. And I think we were starting to get into that, you know, the way that that second period ended, the way that third period had started. Um, it's just kind of unfortunate we didn't didn't get an end to it. But, uh, you know, it was just a preseason game, and, uh, you know, the teams and the coaches, staff will will still take what they liked and what they didn't like from what, the, what hockey was played. Yeah, and, it, you know, it seems seems like the game took forever just to get to the point we did as it dragged on with all the delays but um, as you mentioned 18 new players between the two rosters coming in so just like the game before it took a little bit to to get things going and then with the delays um, that didn't help much either but uh, you know it 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 was setting up to be a good third period Uh, the goaltending change there by the Bucks is uh, Kristen Triani was going to get an opportunity to get his first exhibition play and that kind of got cut short about three minutes into the period um, so we didn't really see much of him, um, but we did see Jacob Zakarwich come back and play strong um, in the time that he played and a great bounce back. That'll obviously lead to his confidence heading into this weekend. And uh, on the smoke eater side, like Caden uh, Hamming uh, come in, faced a number of shots, made a number of really big saves there. And uh, you know what? Looked good in his first uh, opportunity to get between the pipes. So um, there was definitely some positives there up front. We saw, you know, we got our first look at good Justin Gurney um, playing some Zach Fever as well. And, uh, you know, Drew Elzer, uh, you know, one of the latest uh, additions to the roster, uh, made a made a bit of a statement that game as he threw a couple of big hits and was involved all over the ice as well. So, um, you know, I'm sure I'm missing other names as well, but it was a it was a good second game for what we got to see. And unfortunately, that third period we didn't get uh, didn't get into as it looked like it was tuning up to be a a pretty entertaining uh, 20 minutes of hockey and maybe more. Well, this Friday's game, October 16th uh, on on hockey TV. Uh, and Mixler, so you know, I know we've been talking about it, but if you haven't yet, if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't got your hockey TV subscription yet, um, you're not going to want to miss these weekend games here against uh, against Cranbrook for the Kootenai Cup. The uh, the promo deal is going Friday is your last day to to get a, a subscription. Go on it, go in, you uh, create an account. It's it's super easy. Go to hockeytv.com. Um, it'll ask you to sign in or sign up. You click sign up. Obviously, if you don't have an account. 
um, and then you get your subscription. Yeah, it gives you uh, a spot there to, to type in a coupon code and type in BCHL Smoke Eaters 20, and you get $80 off a yearly subscription. Again, the, smoke, the games are going to be on Hockey TV, um, and especially, you know, as this as we go on forward here, as we get closer to the regular season, whether or not we'll have fans. And, you know, if we do have fans, it will be a limited capacity uh, here at Kaminko Arena. If you want to watch the smoke, if you want to stay involved with the team, you know, this is the way to do it. Uh, get your Hockey TV subscription. And you won't want to miss uh, me and Rob bringing you all the action this sat- Friday and Saturday for games one and two of the Kootenai Cup. And again, you know, we want to, you know, I heard uh, from the ice crew that they were here till 4.30 Sunday morning, uh, you know, fixing the, fixing the ice and, and getting it ready to where it is, you know, now, you know, we're here Tuesday afternoon, uh, or I'm here Tuesday afternoon, and, you know, Smoke Eaters have just, you know, completed practice, and, you know, minor hockey's now back on the ice here with a, with a session. The ice is fixed. They were able to dig it up and, and repaint it and re-fill uh, in that spot. So, you know, huge uh, hat tip to... Um, the the Kaminko staff here that were able to that stayed late and you know did that job and and we've got ice in here and you know we're not uh, not really in doubt for uh, for for Friday as uh, I kind of thought we were when we uh, when we were when I left here anyways on, on Saturday night so you know huge uh, hat tip to uh, to those guys <laughs> yeah not being uh, ice techs ourselves I wasn't <laughs> sure how big of an issue that might have been and how long that might have been down, but a great job there to get it turned around and, and get the ice users back onto the ice so quickly. So again, you've, you've, you've mentioned it, uh, kudos and, and stick taps to, uh, to the boys that are working and the girls that are working down there in the, uh, in the maintenance room, getting that, uh, back up and running. So a uh, great job and looking forward to, uh, some great ice back in Kamenko here, uh, come Friday night. And, you know, if you did watch the broadcast on, on Saturday, uh, you would also got to see uh, the, the Smokies faces that are on the glass uh, starting to fill in around uh, on the benches side around the uh, edge of the glass. So um, if you haven't got your face yet, it's $50 plus tax. Uh, you can uh, purchase it at shop.trailsmokeeaters.com. And, uh, and what it is is, you know, you send in a, a selfie picture of yourself um, it gets put on a, on a hard uh, piece of plastic and, and, you know, put up on the glass so that, you know, when, you know, the broadcast is going around, you are able to see it. And, uh, and, you know, at the end of the year, uh, what happens is you will get that back with a full set of team signatures. Uh, and it's a, a souvenir for you. Um, you know, it's not something, not easy to get every player's signature, um, especially given this year. So, uh, definitely, uh, Something you want to get get on before uh, all the spaces around uh, this side of the glass are filled up. Well, let's talk to Cody Siobhan, uh, newly appointed Smoke Eaters captain. If you watched the broadcast on Saturday, had a quick interview with him. Uh, this one's a little bit longer. We talked about uh, we talked a little bit about golf, uh, very briefly off the top. Um, we talked about being captain. You know, you know all the new players um, and and what it means for him. Uh, on the other side of the break, we will preview games one and two of the Kootenai Cup. Here is Cody Siobhan. All right, we're joined here with the newly appointed captain. I know I talked to you on Saturday about this, but uh, Cody Siobhan joins us now here on the Smoke Show podcast. Uh, Cody, just first off, just how's it going? It's going well, yeah. Excited to be here, so thanks for having me. A little bit colder outside now, eh? Yeah, a little bit. Had to layer up today. <laughs> I know you were joking about how you, uh, you're 
thinking you were going to have a tee time. I don't know if you want to – are you an all-weather golfer, or what's the deal there? Uh, To a certain point. I mean, the rain kind of gets me a little bit. I don't mind the cold, but the rain uh, I think I'll pass on. Uh, Let's – Let's start. Um, let's go kind of backwards here. Let's start uh, on, on the off season. Um, obviously, longer than normal. Uh, a unique situation, all in all. But uh, kind of, what'd you do to stay busy? Um, and you know, kind of just just stay in that in that hockey mode. Uh, I ran some hockey camps through the summer, um, so I did that for six weeks, kind of June July which helped. I mean, I was on the ice every day and then skating with a junior group after that, um, you know, at Dynamic Edge. And um, that was really good for me. I think that that helped me get into a a rhythm, you know, of coming to the rink every day. And I think that helped too. But, you know, when everything was shut down, I was lucky enough that I had a pretty good home gym too. So I was able to stay in the gym the whole time. And honestly, didn't really miss a beat for uh, for training and, you know, I was pretty fortunate because a lot of people did. Now, I know um, kind of when, when you left last year, it was kind of uh, you weren't sure if you were going to be back. Uh, you were kind of, you know, the, the plan was to go to, to go to NCAA hockey. Um, kind of when did that decision come about that uh, you, you knew you were coming back? Uh, I, th- I think in uh, in April, I mean, it was – something that was tough for me and my family to decide and obviously with the great city of trail i mean it was pretty welcoming to to consider coming back and ultimately that was what we decided on and couldn't be more excited to be back here um and one more here before i let rob throw a question at you go back to to october last year uh, when the trade happened mm. your first time being traded uh Kind of what was that about? I know you've got family here, so it's probably you know the exciting connection and exciting group to come into mm-hmm. as well. But you're also leaving a group where you were the captain, and obviously you probably had a pretty good relationship after being in Surrey for a couple of years. But what was that like uh, being traded and going to a whole new city? Uh, it was kind of a whirlwind um, because I got I got traded on a Thursday morning and um, you know played in my hometown of West Kelowna with Trail on Friday night. So I mean it was kind of kind of crazy to you know, move my stuff back to home, play on Friday night, and then Saturday, come on out to trail, play that night again here for my first game in the Kaminko. And um, I don't know. It was, it was really cool, honestly. I mean, the group group that was here last year made it a really easy transition. Um, obviously, it was tough to leave Surrey and had, had a lot of ties there for being there for so long. But um, I think having a lot of family in trail and being familiar with the city and you know, the great group we had last year um, made it a really easy transition. Hey, Cody. So, you know, you played a lot of games there with, with Surrey prior to that trade coming to the Smoke Eaters. You put in uh, 30 games in the regular season last year, four more in the playoffs. Um, and then this year you get tapped on the shoulder to, to put the C on. Um, you look back at last year and the guys that were in that room, is there any guys that, you know, you look back on and, and take something from what uh, what type of leadership they showed in that room last year that, you take with you and you move forward with this new group of, of smoke eaters? I think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, coming in and, um, you know, coming in mid season and guys like, you know, Philip point and Max Krisky guys who were kind of, um, had a presence in the room. Um, you know, it's something to draw on for sure. I mean, all those guys who, um, were part of that leadership group, everything, you know, everyone's got their own traits and everything like that, but you can kind of, 
pick and pull little things from each guy. Did you, you see uh, yourself maybe, or were you maybe leaned on as one of the unofficial leaders last year, just being an older guy and having that, that captain experience? And, you know, before being captain, sir, you were also an assistant there as well. Uh, I don't know. I, th I think that, you know, it's not necessarily something that's said. You know, when like, someone's a leader, I think it's just kind of one of those things where it, it's just understood. And, I mean, if that's what people thought of me then great but I mean if not then I just play my game too I mean um it, it's not something that is honestly like make or break for me and if it was walking into that if I was going to be a leader on the team then great but if not then I'd like to just contribute either way now when you talk about contributing on the ice one of the things that you know I've kind of watched here so far in this or a couple of game uh sample size that we've had with uh, with the smoke eaters taking on the bucks last year with all that offensive talent up front you know what those guys were fed the puck and go do what they did um it looks like this year there's more of an effort it looks like some of the d's are, are jumping up a little more getting more offensively involved is that something that uh you know coach fraggles now bringing bringing to this is that something he's looking for is a little bit more offensive uh play from the point you guys taking that risk and jumping up or is that uh you know, the, uh, the exhibition game uh, excitement, just trying to get in on the play. No, I, I totally think that's something that we're trying to do. I mean, you know, that's the way the game's going is you, you need your D to be able to contribute offensively. It can't just be, um, you know, the load can't be carried just by your forwards. So I think that it's a big thing we're trying to focus on in practice here is involving the D and getting activated in the rush and all the rest of it, but still defending well on the flip side. Sorry, just on another note, one of the things that, you know, we're all kind of sitting waiting for the hockey season, what was going to happen when it happens. And, you know, one of the things that were for me with the Smoke Eaters organization anyway was, and that moment happened, it was happened at the very start of first game for me. And that was that Chris Kuchar making that loud call of the Smoke Eaters hitting the ice and, you know, getting that goosebump feeling actually, even over the broadcast watching it was like hockey was back. Is there a moment that with everything that was going on that you kind of were looking forward to, you couldn't wait to see happen or something that you just knew, like we're back into it. Was there, was there something that you were watching there or is that moment already happened for you? Uh, I, I think the moments happened for me. I think, like you said, coming on the ice the first time was pretty special. I mean, obviously without our great fans here, but um, you know, the lights off and the music blaring and, you know, it kind of gets you back into that feeling of, you know, okay, it's go time sort of thing. But um it was really exciting too. the first goal we scored. I thought that was pretty fun to hear the goal song again. And that kind of, you know, that felt pretty good to be able to hear that again. Uh, I, we were, when we talked to, to Connor last week, he was just saying that like, you know, for him as one of the younger guys coming from playing midget, um, not having fans in the building is something that, you know, you're, you're kind of used to. And he was saying that uh, a lot of the older guys, guys who have been in this building before or in the league, um, we're really commenting on it in, in the intermissions about how weird it is not having fans. Yeah, and I think it, especially here, you know, we're in such a great spot where our rink is full every night and, you know, we have such a great following that it's tough. I mean, even around town, um, you know, at the golf course or, you know, getting groceries or whatever, people are coming up to you and, you know, they're, they're upset they can't come to the games and, you know, they're really missing that as a community too and, you know, we feel that from a player standpoint as well. How much harder is it then like in a game, you know, let's, let's talk, let's use, you know, Saturday's game for an example with all the, 
the breaks and, and stuff with with the ice issues, not having the fans in it, how how har- much harder is it to get that the energy level back up as a team to, okay, now you know after a half an hour break after the you know the first period there, let's go, we've got to go again. You know we don't we don't have people cheering us on. It's it's all from on the bench. Yeah, it's it's a lot different. I mean, um, you know that break happens with fans in the building and. You know, all it takes is a, a good chance or a big hit to kind of get every, you know, momentum started again and, you know, everyone in the building excited. But um, with no one here, it's it's tough. You have to be a little more self-driven for for energy and um, it has to come from within. You can't draw from the crowd at all. So as far as getting that energy ramped up and getting that, uh, that mindset right for a game, Kootenai Cup starting up this weekend you know, captain of the smoke eaters, how are you leading these guys? What's the, what's the, the vibe in the room heading into these first two games for this Kootenai cup? And, you know, how serious is, is this, you know, bragging rights um, on the line for this Kootenai cup for the players that are in that dressing room? Uh, I think it's a little more than bragging rights for everybody involved. I mean, um, you know, it's the first, uh, obviously our third game of the preseason, but it doesn't really feel like the preseason. I mean, especially in this extended, uh, period of time before the regular season starts everyone's itching to play and you know guys are fighting to get in and out of the lineup and um you know it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a war i think that you know having this kootenai cup is going to be a great opportunity for us to move into the regular season with a lot of competitive games beforehand with them being back-to-back you know first back-to-back set of you know in, in seven months mm-hmm. obviously you've got a you know, remember that you've got to manage yourself and, and manage your your energy levels because you this is a back to back. But is it almost going to feel like a, a game one two of a playoff series? I think so, and I think it's kind of it's different because we're doing it before the season this time. Um, especially since it's a best of seven, right? So, well, you know, we start off here game one and two sort of thing, and I think mm-hmm. we have to prepare that way where, you know, can't get too high can't get too low you know whatever happens in game one clean slate in game two and um you know just have to move past and i think it'll be a good opportunity for us to to gain a little bit of experience since we're a younger team this year without you know prior to the regular season without actually being in the playoffs and i think you know too like you've got you look at what the NHL did this year in the bubble and those play-in series, you saw right off the bat, you know, those teams that haven't played in, you know, six months, the, the intensity level. And you just, you just saw, you know, everyone was fresh, but you saw that high intensity um, hockey. And I think uh, I'm sure you're, you're hoping and planning uh, for that same type of feel here come Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, it's, it's bragging rights, but you know, everyone, nobody wants to lose. Everyone's competitive, right? So, I think it'll be a good series, and I'm really looking forward to it. All right, so uh, we had Connor Michaud on last time, and I asked him a similar question. It's uh, it's game night. It's game one. You guys are in the dressing room. Who are you not giving the aux cord to? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's kind of a mix of guys that we use, so probably myself. I'm not too good on game day. <laughs> Not throwing anybody under the bus this time. I, I no, no, it, it's 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 probably myself. I w- I would say that I'm the guy everyone avoids. Uh, I was looking for a consensus. Senko got called. I think it was Senko that got called out last time, wasn't it? Oh, I yeah. don't know. Sen- Senko's <laughs> usually the guy who's uh, playing a lot of music, so I don't know. Connor said he, he plays. Uh, he pl- what did he play? He plays uh, um, rock and roll or old. Yeah. 
older style rock and roll, and I guess he he is Senko does. Yeah, yeah, I, I, not, I uh... love that to be honest. So I mean, <laughs> if if it was me picking, I'd pick the same sort of thing. So <laughs> um, I know you you know when we talked on Saturday, you were talking. You know, I asked you about uh, kind of your thoughts of of Cranbrook through one game, and you know now through two games. You know, for you, I guess it's probably a little harder on the defensive side when you've got you know, 11 new guys on the ice surrounding you, um, you know, your first kind of time, you know, chance playing with, with Ethan Willoughby, you know, as a top pairing, you know, and, and we, and you're also the only guy on that defensive core returning from last year, aside from Jordan Henry, who was obviously here in the beginning of the year, mm. but um, I guess a, a two part question, just, you know, how did you see the game on Saturday? And secondly, with that defensive core being a young group, like you said, how much teaching um, do you do in communicating with those guys and, and working with them to make sure you guys are, are working together well as a decor? Um, I don't know if I do too much teaching. I think that, you know, just I think people are getting their feet wet, you know, now. Um, like you said, not a lot of uh, experience on the back end. So I think that showed on Saturday, you know, we need to defend a little bit better and you know, as a whole team, I mean, that's not just on our defense as well. Um, we need to be better in all three zones and, um, you know, move move forward and just take steps in our structure and whatnot. But I think with our great coaching staff, I, I don't do much teaching myself. I mean, I, I think it's just a matter of people getting their feet wet and getting comfortable with the speed and, and the pace and just kind of moving forward from there. And again, another, the other part of the question is, you know, with, with Cranbrook, they, they did give a little bit of a different look there on Saturday, and, you know, and, and Zakarowicz was on his game. It was definitely hard to get pucks, uh, um, you know, not just on net because they blocked a lot of shots, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, past him as well. Yeah, they're a good team. I mean, they work hard. They're skilled. They're fast. I mean, you know, they're, they're no easy task at all. And, um, and like you said, the goalie, he played really well last game. Um, it's, it's just a, something that we have to match, and, um, you know, everyone says it, but, you know, they work hard. You have to work harder. And it's just one of those things where we have to match their speed and their pace and, and but still stay in our structure, you know. So you guys have been on the ice a lot here with each other. You know, you only had the two games, but you guys have had a lot of ice time. You got a, a good chance to, you know, a big roster, a good chance to get a good look at everybody that's involved in this team right now. Is there one guy, you know, coming back from, from last year or, or new to the roster this year, that you can look at and be like, this guy's really going to su- surprise somebody this th- this league this year. Like, is there someone that you can just tell from your experience and the amount of games that you've played in this league, like, this kid is going to be successful. This is someone to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know if there's anyone specific. I mean, there's guys we had last year, you know, Connor Sweeney, you know, you see it all season. He's a great penalty killer, fast, strong. But, you know, he's only rewarded with two goals. Well, game one he's already got two himself right so it's I think things like that you know Chase Defoe picking up where he left off I mean you know guys like that I think it's just they're they're taking steps in their game and and I think it's very obvious and you know no one except internally sees that I don't think really you just kind of understand that you know Sweeney Sweeney and Daft Staff but you know for for teams coming in and playing us all of a sudden uh, those are the guys who are the threats and you know those are the guys to shut down I mean we don't have you know Ken Johnson, LaPointe, Kalala, those kind of guys this year so I think it'll be a transition um, for other teams to try and look at our offense and realize who who are who our big guns are this year. 
And, uh, you know, just, just one more here, you know, when you think back to your days of, of trying to break into this league and what you learned from year one to year two, and now all the guys that are coming in, you know, for their first year, kind of what are, what are some things that you're telling them that you remember? I know the league's changed, you know, mm-hmm. it seems to change every year in, yeah. in how it, uh, in, in the pace and, and everything, but, you know, what have you, you know, said to them or what advice, uh, you know, can you give them? Um, I don't know if I- you know, I think it's just keeping an even keel. I mean, it's a long season. I think that's one thing that you don't get in midget. The same is that, you know, you'll you'll play Friday, Saturday nights, and if you're not great on Friday, you might not be in on Saturday, and that's different than minor hockey. And, you know, and if that happens, you need to be able to brush it off and come to practice ready to work. And I think that's something that um, a lot of guys have trouble transitioning to is, you know, that model of, you need to be on your game or else you might not be in the lineup. Um, and I think that's something that is just a bit of a learning curve. But um, I always found when I was breaking in the league that simplicity made it a lot easier to to elevate my game and contribute to the team more. Well, Cody, I want to thank you for uh, you know coming up and, and taking time after practice. I know you're probably pretty tired. Um, yeah, but... A little bit. We had a good day today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I want to thank you for coming up, and you know, obviously, congratulations on the captaincy and all thank that. You. And uh, look forward to to this the, these weekend games, and obviously, uh, all the games that are they're up ahead. Yeah, so do I. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. And Cody Siobhan, uh again, thanks to him for for uh, joining us here on the on the Smoke Show podcast. But, uh, you know, one of the things he talked about there and one of the things we're going to talk about here with the Kootenai Cup is the uh, the playoff atmosphere that we're going to have this weekend. You know, obviously, we won't be quite playoff atmosphere because we won't have fans in here yet. But uh, the intensity on the ice is going to be there. You, you, you can't uh, question that at all with, uh, with games one and two. As he said, it's more than just bragging rights. No one wants to lose. Yeah, I think first and foremost, what a great, uh, great interview. Cody Siobhan, the captain of the Smoke Eaters, very well spoken. Great job there. Um, but yeah, you can tell even, you know, he's not, he doesn't seem to the type of guy that's going to, you know, be jumping off the seat, pumped up for this. But you can see in his kind of quiet confidence there that this is going to be a strong uh, effort put forward by the Smoke Eaters. And they expect the same from the uh, the Cranbrook Bucks heading into this Kootenai Cup. Um, these aren't just exhibition games for these guys. It's been months and months since playoff hockey or, or any meaningful games. Um, and as he mentioned, it's more than just bragging rights heading into this, that um, these guys are taking this serious. And uh, hopefully hopefully the fans are going to join and, and follow along with this story that's going to play out over the next few weeks. So these these two going back and forth uh, in this Kootenai Cup, I'm looking forward to some, some great hockey and some great storylines. And, you know, our first opportunity to really see what uh, – really see what both these teams are going to be able to put onto the ice as they kind of go full bore um, looking to, to host the first ever Kootenai Cup. And, you know, I, I kind of, we kind of hinted or well touched on a little bit there with the way that the NHL playoffs happened with those playing rounds. And immediately right off the bat, you saw that intensity on the ice at the NHL level. And I think very much, well, and at that NHL level, you then saw the best hockey right off the bat because everyone was fresh and just they were ready to go. And I think you're going to get very, very much that this weekend. You're going to see some amazing hockey. You know, it might only be game three for some of these guys. It might only be game two for some of these other guys, um, given the, the, the amount of lineup changes. 
but you're going to see these players are going to want to be at their best despite the rust of you know not playing for seven months and you know the extended training camps and and uh you know being game ready uh you know takes time regardless of, of, of how much prep you do um it always takes one or two games to you know get get into it I think everyone's at that point where now everyone's played two, you know, one or two games where we're going to see the best of a lot of these players. Yeah, they've they've seen enough of each other in just about two games played um, <laughs> to to have field each field each other out a little bit. They know what that uh, you know both teams can skate really well. Both teams are willing to play physical. Um, the Bucks have showed a lot of bounce back in their game. Um, you know, when they get scored on the penalty kills, special teams have been good power plays. I think both of them are want a little work on those. Um, mm-hmm. you know, both goaltenders have gotten a little taste of it, both maybe not so happy with their initial performances. It's going to be a good one. And you got so many team, so many players on both these rosters that either they're, they're still looking for, you know, commitments to the team. Or they're looking to find their position in those depth charts. There's, you know, obviously the Bucks are an all-new roster, so lots to move around there. And the Smoke Eaters with not a lot of returning players. There's, there's a lot of guys that are looking to find where, what those combinations are going to be and where they're going to, what role they're going to play on this, this new, uh, new edition of the Smoke Eaters. So, it's, it's going to be great hockey because there's a lot on the line. Even though we're, we're, you know, still quite a ways away from the start of of the regular season games. Uh, this is going to be a, a preseason to remember, I think with this, with this Kootenai cup and the amount of games, these two are going to go head to head. And, you know, you would have, you would have asked in a perfect time to have, you know, the first playoff series, you know, this season to be these two go at it. And we're going to get it even before the regular season starts. So it's uh it's going to be some great hockey. And um, for those that are going to tune in, um, I hope you enjoy the ride just as much as we're going to. And, you know, with the being, high intensity there's gonna be some high physicality and we saw a little bit of that on saturday with you know the teams coming together again and then you know we were a little bit confused on the on the broadcast and you know we'll, we'll clarify this again on 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 friday and saturday um you know talking with bradless air which and I'll, I'll hint this as well um this morning well we're gonna put out an extra episode um here in about a week or two maybe about two weeks um that's not going to be the games it's going to be about uh it's going to be really some long form in-depth interviews the plan is to have a player um come in and do it do an interview we kind of know who it is not going to say who it is yet um then we're going to have the hope is maybe even have brad lazarowicz uh, join us here on the podcast and then uh, also we're, we're going to talk um with uh, with a member of, of the smoke Eaters organization and do a, another feature that way but we're going to have a longer form um podcast episode where it's just interviews and getting to learn it and we'll also ask people you know what they want to know about about these three uh um people that we're going to be talking to so stay tuned for that that's going to be coming up um but where i started on that is you know i did talk to brad lazaro which after the game on saturday night and part of the the conversation that we had because you know he was watching the game and that's his job you know as the director of officiating for the BCHL is to you know check in on the games and, and you know when there's big penalties call see what happens and and obviously he's listening listening to to Rob and I so one of the things that we, we talked about is Rob and I were under the understanding and, and the way things had been explained to me and then me to Rob was that with these with these gatherings that happened that led to the misconduct is generally there's a warning given before that. And that was our understanding. And, you know, we were like, well, where was the warning? There's no signal. There really. So what Brad has, has, has said is there really isn't a warning 
signal that can be given. What it is, is it's the referee down there in the corner saying, you guys need to disperse. That's, you know, like that, this is a rule from Hockey Canada um, that, you know, we need to follow. Like they're not playing hockey right now in Ontario because they just haven't been able to get it to go. We've got rules that we are, have to follow if we want to continue to play hockey. And one of those is, is, you know, during the whistles, you guys can play, you know, play hard during the whistles. After those whistles go, everyone needs to disperse. And so the way Brad explained that situation in that corner is that referee is in the corner. He sees what's going on. He's telling everyone you need to disperse now. You know, he he's in there telling them and you can still see on the video, you know, people are coming in and gathering because they're seeing what's happening. They you know, obviously want to come in and support your teammate. You can't do that. You've got to disperse. You've got to play between the whistles. And, you know, and that's what led to the 10 minute misconducts. And that's what's going to continue to lead. The, those aren't going to go away. It's going to be something that's going to happen for this season. So, uh, you know, we want, I just want to clarify that um, talking about the physicality. And so if that does happen again this weekend, you know, that's, that's the expectation. All the team, this isn't something also as well that, you know, all the, the coaches, st- coaching staff and the players haven't seen before or haven't been warned about that. They've all been told around the league. This is the, what they've been told is going to happen because these are the rules from Hockey Canada and, you know, the, the provincial health office and whatnot that we've got to follow to play games. And so, you know, this, unfortunately, that's, that's what it is. And so I know people were confused. I know Rob and I were confused about uh, how it all woke, uh, broke down there in the second period, but that is the rule the referees. I mean, and the, that warning too could come earlier in the game too, but um, for the most part in that, that scenario and the way that that broke down there in the corner is the referee is there, you know, telling them to disperse. They don't disperse. Well, unfortunately um, it's a 10 minutes of misconduct. And as this, as that rule stays in place, those warnings are, I think are going to slowly disappear. Yeah, it was definitely a confusing uh, moment there in that game as everybody seemed to be sent off the ice at once. We were trying to figure it all out, but um, you know, I'm glad we were able to have, you know, the league was open to having those discussions with, with yourself and explaining how that play all worked out. And you know what, it is something new as, as many things, as we move forward, continue to change and we adapt to doing things in a different way. Um, it's something new for the officials too. And I'm sure they'll get feedback as to whether, you know, what constitutes them, you know, too much of a gathering and not enough. And the players will adjust to that and, you know, it'll all, it'll all work itself out. Um, and we'll just have to take time to, for everyone to get used to what that new, new call is like um, as we move forward. Um, I think it will be difficult for the players um, as, as, you know, old, die, old habits die hard. Um, you know, you're going to have, you know, those, those moments in the game where those scrums just end up happening quickly. And the realization of, hey, we're not supposed to be doing this. So just hopefully the officials give that little bit of leeway of, you know, they're also adjusting to, you know, not being able to react in ways that they normally would. And, and you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll work this out and, you know, we'll settle into having some consistency and knowing exactly what's going on at all times. And really that's all from a fan standpoint and a player standpoint. And obviously um, anybody else involved in the league is just having that consistent call and uh, knowing what to expect when the players are out there on the ice. And now we know what that call can look like, and obviously we'll watch for it here as we move forward. Yeah, and it's not that I don't think um, it hasn't been consistent. It's just a matter no. of of, under, of everyone understanding it. I think yeah. it's just, uh, you know, from us here and, you know, to the fans at home, obviously the fans at home, you're confused. You know, why is everyone being sent off? And, and we, you know, we, uh, you know, we're trying to explain it the best that we knew, 
how, but obviously we were um, a little bit ill-informed, and that's you know on our part as broadcasters to you know. And now that we've had those conversations, that now we are informed, and now we're able to tell you guys. So um, it's just something that we, like Rob said, as we adapt, it's just something we're gonna have to get used to. The players have to get used to. So enough of the the the, the serious talk on, on all that. But uh, back <laughs> to the Kootenai Cup. Um, you know, I think I think you're gonna see both goaltenders this weekend. I think you're still going to see those roster changes, but I think you're going to see, um, I think you're going to see the players that do step in, make more of an impact on every game. Yeah. And I think you, you'll see not necessarily as big a changes. I think you'll see smaller tweaking of players and, you know, testing different line combinations. I do expect, and I would hope, you know, this is the fan in me hoping that on, on, on opening, uh, Night, let's call it um, that uh, both these teams look at, at putting both of their their best rosters forward just to really kick things off and then and then move from there is obviously they're going to to make changes and get other players involved but um, would be great to see this thing especially kind of getting uh, you know shortened uh, hockey action last weekend it'd be nice for them to really kick things off as uh, I think both these two teams can ice a very very uh, solid and entertaining rosters uh, and it'd be great for a for a first game to see uh, both of them go with those type of lineup so we'll see as the, as we get closer to those games what those lineups start to look like uh that will do it for this episode episode seven of the smoke show podcast want to thank uh cody siobhan for coming up in the podcast thank rob for taking time out of his tuesday afternoon and uh and chatting smoke eaters once again and i want to thank uh, you the listener for for taking time and listening to our podcast uh, like I said, we are available on iTunes. We are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Trying to get on on a couple others, um, but uh, you know, and we're obviously on Anchor, which is uh, what we use to to, to stream out um, the podcast. But you know, let your friends know that uh, the podcast and um, is is available. If you know, if you maybe they haven't heard about it, maybe they haven't heard about the the Smoke Show podcast. Let them know. Um, show them how it works. To, to listen in and get all your Smoke Eaters content, like we said, exclusive interviews uh, that we have here with Cody Siobhan and, and, and others uh, here on the podcast. One last thing before we do go as well, though, the uh, we'll remind you of the Smoky Store, now open 8 to 4, Monday to Friday. There's new uh, new swag in there. Make sure also you can go get your Smoke Eaters masks as well that are just $10. I love seeing those around town, uh, going to various different, different stores and seeing people wearing their Smoke Eaters masks. Love to see it. Um, I know Rob's got his on, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Smoke Eater Store open now eight to four Monday to Friday. Uh, so go and get all your new uh, Smoky swag. Um, you know before, you know the, before the regular season starts, because because who knows? Maybe by that time uh, we'll be able to have fans in here. We still don't know. Um, that will do it. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk again in a week uh, from today recapping games one and two of the Kootenai Cup. Stay tuned for that and uh, we hope you join us on the broadcast on Friday nights, the Smoke Eaters and the Bucks, 7pm on Hockey TV and Mixler. The Smoke Show was produced at Trail Smoke Eaters Hockey. Hosting and research, Ben Phillips. Co-host, Rob Squires. Produced by Jeff Fontes. Theme music by Jason Shaw. Audionautics. 
Executive Producers, Rich and Annie Murphy. Director of Hockey and Business Operations, Craig Clare. Sales and Marketing, Allison McCarthy and Rachel Swanson. Check out Trail Smoke Eaters on social media at PCHL Smoke Eaters. For everything Trail Smoke Eaters, head to trailsmokeeaters.com.